Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello C.S. Dorsey Podcast. I have your room on today's show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. I'm I'm Jeroen Korthout. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Salesflare. Uh, and Salesflare is a, a CRM system, so a customer relationship management system that is very much focused on sales. So it basically helps you follow up your your leads in a in a much more systematic way. But there's a lot of CRM systems out there, like in a sea of CRMs basically there's I think 600 plus or so. We focus on small and medium-sized businesses, so much more practical software than you would find in enterprises. We focus very much on the sales aspect, so it's very much about getting leads and turning them into deals. And where we distinguish ourselves from our nearest competitors is in the fact that like a lot of CRM systems, if you've ever used one, you'll know that it's it's hard to keep up the, the data input, uh, to stay disciplined and always put all the data in there as it comes. And if you don't do that, that at some point, inevitably, you don't start inputting everything, the quality of the data input is not great. And you can't really rely on the system anymore to follow up your sales because the data is just not there anymore. Uh, and that's when systems fail. And we've built something that uh, solves that by um, automatically getting the, the information, the sources where it already is, like in your mailbox and your calendar and your phone and social media and company databases and email and, and web tracking and all that. And helps you to, to follow up your, your sales in a much, much better way. So you can really like build these uh, customer relationships at scale. Wow, this is very interesting. So who are your main uh, customers? So would you say like real estate agents or pretty much any entrepreneur or business owner? We don't do real estate except for commercial real estate. And that's for the simple reason that, and that's one, one thing I didn't specify, sorry. We focus on B2B businesses, so businesses who sell to other businesses. That just makes that we can be a bit more specific and keep things a bit simpler because we don't have to allow kinds of other types of relationships, let's say in the, in the software. What we have mostly in terms of companies on the software is on the one hand, lots of agencies. This ranges from marketing agencies, like lots of digital marketing agencies, events agencies, software development companies on the one hand. And on the other hand, a lot of entrepreneurs, like you said, a lot of fast-growing companies, quite some of those are, are software companies like ourselves, but really all, all kinds of types. We also of telecom companies and just about every sector. That's awesome. So when did you start the company? We started the company uh, about six and a half years ago. It was in uh, 2014. And it's, uh, I think, in the month of uh, April or May or something. It was when we were working on another software company, basically, 
and we had to follow up a bunch of leads and we were trying to make all kinds of systems work for us. So we tried different CRMs. We, in the end, we, we made a sheet and we never really managed to keep the system alive. We, we, we weren't really like extremely disciplined at it. And we felt that all these systems were, were expecting from us that we were just like these perfect data input robots almost. And at some point we sat together and we figured like, hey, but actually all the things we're doing here we're sort of like working in two worlds in parallel, like in the one world, you're communicating with your customers. And then next to that, you're putting it into a system. And actually all of the data points you need in the CRM are already available in other systems because a lot of the sales process is digital nowadays. So what if we would just plug into all these places where this communication happens and where there's data available and create a system that automatically keeps track of everything so it can help you actually to 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 follow up your your sales more consistently, and that's when sales salesflare was born. So let's talk about a little bit more about the inspiration behind your business. I know you touched on it a little bit. What was that like for you? We were working on a software business. It was me and my co-founder and another guy. But the other guy was not really like it, it was. It was starting to change paths. And we were in a small office here in Belgium, like in a small town and just working on that and trying to get this to work. And at some point we started our first newsletter and I showed my co-founder like, look, you can, you start emailing people and then you can see when they open it, when they click on things and stuff. And he's like, whoa, you can see all these kind of things. That's, that's super interesting. And that's sort of when we started connecting things because on the one hand, we had been thinking about how can we make sales follow-up easier for salespeople? And on the other hand, we saw that there was a lot of things already happening in the marketing space where lots of things were tracked automatically, but very little of that was available to salespeople. And they were still stuck with basically creating the data manually. And then we put these things together. And, and I, I remember our first brainstorms over a few beers, we had all kinds of funny ideas going different directions. At some point it was, it was going to be some kind of analytics thing. And at another point it went back to more of a sales platform and, you know, it went all kinds of ways, but at some point we dropped beers on this kind of brainstorms and we started actually getting somewhere. And the first thing basically that we did was thinking like, how can we make this happen? And we, we both had other stuff to do. And, and I mean, you, you can't just focus on something, drop all your uh, salaries and all that and, and start working on something. So we saw this, this program that was from Kima Ventures, which I still, I, I think still exists, but they had a program that doesn't exist anymore. It's Kima 15. Like uh, you would get 150 for 50% of your business in 15 days. And that was very appealing to us. So we started reading more on that and they recommended this book called Getting Real, which I can really recommend. It's a great book. It's free. You can just download it off the internet if you Google it. And it explains how you uh, can start a business in, in a very real, simple way without, like, for instance, building the whole product right away, but building something small and going from there. And that's, then we started, we started implementing that. We, we both read the book. I made a I made a presentation. My co-founder made a prototype, not even a product yet, 
something I would, we could show to people. We applied to Kima 15. Uh, they came back to us and they said that we were a bit too early stage, which was true. We, we, we had nothing. But that got us started. That's, that's really like, then we applied to a few accelerators and incubators. We got accepted. We got some money. We hired someone. Everything started rolling from there. That's good. So I, I know you, you're thinking to yourself it was worth it. But during the time, like during the process and everything, did you ever feel like, I'm just going to quit this? You know, like I'm going to we're going to stop doing this because I'm getting tired. <laughs> Have that ever been? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs get to that point where that breaking point where they're just like, you know, it, it's not working or they don't see any traction they get a little discouraged have that ever happened for you or to you I should uh, say? <laughs> maybe not to a very to a large extent but yes it, it certainly did happen I mean especially the first period when you start the company and you're building something but I mean, some people say they like it, but nobody has bought it yet. It's really, it's, it weighs on you. It's a very hard time. But also from there, when, as you're trying to grow it, things always go, go slower than you're expecting. And, and it's sometimes hard to deal with your own expectations and to keep going despite, you know, things going slower than you like uh, them to go. So can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? So that's like my light bulb moment. <laughs> we had a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> let's say I'll, I'll pick a more recent one. It's when COVID came around and we all had to start working from, from home, basically. We're working from home since March now. We were remote with our customers already, but our team was always, we worked together in the same room. And we always believed that that was the best way, the quickest way to all be on the same page, to quickly work together, because basically you're next to each other, like, like everybody's always in the loop, we thought. But then when we went working from home, we figured that actually a lot of our communication, we, we were expecting it sort of to be accidental, if you know what I mean. Like it, it, we would expect it to just happen, which was wrong. And... Of course, when we start working from home, that started becoming very clear because then we start, we needed to put in place all kinds of ways to systematize our communication, to make these very small process uh, changes so that internal communication flows much more easily through the organization. And that's something we've been working on, especially I think from March to May or June, we, we made a lot of improvements there. I actually even wrote a blog post about this. If you type in Google Salesflare remote team, you'll probably find it. And I, I detail there what all the things were that we did because it's a bit too long to explain here. I completely get it because I currently work for a financial institution full time. I have my own podcast and business on the side, but that transition from being in the office and being a leader and trying to get my team from one thing that we're used to to something that's completely foreign to everyone yet everyone wanted it it was very challenging I think I lost a lot of hair that first month <laughs> that we was transitioning <laughs> because of the systems and getting everything up and running and then it's no longer you can look over the cubicle or go to someone cubicle and say hey did you work on this it's more like 
now I have to type this out. Did you work on this? And then it got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm just going to have to just use short sentences because, you know, typing the paragraphs in a book is just not helping. So yeah, it definitely, I completely understand because it was a huge transition for us to be able to now go fully like on a computer and communicate directly on the computer rather than just talking to that person right there. That was my, that was my hello moment, non-business related, non my own business related, but more of a nine to five related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it teaches us so many things like, like these changes we've been going through. We've, we've not only been focused more on internal communication, we've been uh, thinking much more about how to keep everyone motivated in a much better way. You know, that it, it, it sort of poses you new challenges, which makes that you need to change things for the better. So yes, nice in a way as well. You have a program, you have a software program, but mm-hmm. do you offer multiple services for your business or alongside of your business? Or do you feel that having one service or one offer helps with your zone of genius? Yeah, it's a good question. We actually, we offer obviously software around that. We help people to use that software and to organize themselves with their sales in a better way. And you could call that a service, but we do it for free. It's just part of what we offer when you use our software. They also call it software as a service. So you could say in a way it's a service. And then next to that, we scale a lot of that service in a way you could say that the training and the knowledge we spread around it by having a blog and sharing a lot of the the best practices like last week i wrote a a blog post on SaaS sales like software as a service sales where i explain all the different sales strategies and how it, it varies depending on the size of the customer you have that's something we do consistently and that then your, your, the end of your question was, does it help with your zone of genius? I think certainly focusing on one issue helps you better to do a great job at helping people. And you could offer different things, I think, as long as it's all sort of directed at solving that same issue. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I know some software, they give you like a, a freebie or free entry to the software and then they have their own books to help you with the whole marketing process of it. And then they have, it, it keeps growing and growing, growing different things that they offer. Yeah. yeah so that's why I um, actually, cause I know some co- companies, well, click funnels <laughs> in particular, they have like these different type of, I will say their own value ladder of offering products and helping the customer or I won't say member, but helping the customer in addition to having the program and they have these different training programs as well in addition to that. So yeah, that's why I was mm-hmm. uh, asking that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We, we do similar things. We don't have real books while well, we have one book is sort of a sales pipeline. What is it called again? Masterclass. But we we, we keep everything in, in, in blog posts and podcasts and I, I think that really attracts people also much more than just a, a piece of software. We're there to help them with the full issue, not just the, the software part. And that, that, that's a good amount of value next to what you, what, what you get from the software. Yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm not able to explain it very well. Oh, no, you're doing good. <laughs> 
<laughs> no worries. Yeah, that's, that's really good. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? You know, maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they even want to start a software. Do you have any advice for, for them out there? Yeah, for, for everyone who's, who's, who's just thinking to start out, maybe a few quick pieces of advice. Focus on an important fundamental problem that you have yourself is, is the best thing you can do because it makes that you, first of all, feel very passionate about it, which is very important because you're going uh, to solve that problem for a long time. Also, focus on a problem, not a solution, because your solution might become obsolete soon. But as long as the problem stays around, you can keep fixing it. And, and do it for a group of people you can really identify with. So you can solve it in the best possible way. Because if you have a lot of empathy uh, for the people who, who have the issue, it's much, much easier to do in the right way, communicate in the right way and all that. And, and it's, I would say, initially very hard to stumble upon such a thing. So don't try to really force it. I would say just start working on something. And from the one thing, you'll roll into the other thing. That's how it happened for me. And, and, and I've seen it like that for, for a lot of people. So definitely don't give up and don't do crazy stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, don't give up your job because you think you're going to become extremely rich. If you start something new, everything is always going to take much longer uh, than you think. So keep that in mind. Make sure you maybe you start working part-time on your, your new business or you can start doing it in evenings, although it's very tiring. I've been there. Of course, go for it, but always keep in mind. And that's not just when starting, it's also later. You always need to raise more capital than you think you, you'll need, or you always need to have more money, at least in your bank account. Things just always take longer and always take more work. So keep that in mind as well. Yes. Uh, if you want to find out more about our software, you can head to salesflare.com. The fl flare is F-L-A-R-E. You can try it even. There's a button at the, uh, the top right, which says something like try it for free. You can try it for anywhere between seven and 30 days because the more you set it up, the more days you get on the trial because we saw that people who are better set up are actually uh, much more likely to be successful with the software to stay along with us, to make more sales. So we, we incentivize people there. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place. You can send me a meeting request with a message so I can distinguish uh, you from the, the regular spammers I get on LinkedIn. And, and then we can certainly uh, get in touch and have a chat. We're going to definitely link that up in the show notes. Well, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was really I learned a lot. Definitely. I have all my notes. You see my sheet here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This was fun. Hey, did you like this episode? Don't forget to subscribe and share. And also drop me a line or two. I will love to hear your feedback in the review. Thank you.